I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <coughs> Welcome back to Hardcore Listing with Johnny Dean from Menswear um, with his top five Bowie. It's a Bowie special uh, because it is the anniversary of his sad passing. Um, so it seemed fitting that um we discuss how amazing his music is on 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 this day yeah to, we to celebrate his, his career life, yeah. and uh his production and <clears throat> it's it's pretty cool i mean yeah. you're a huge bowie fan i'm i obviously like david bowie i've got my yep. favorites and that um but when you listen to someone like johnny who's got a real in-depth love for him <clears throat> it's a, it's an exciting you can't help but you know it be drawn into that yeah. and what what we should say as well is um if you do like um Johnny's um, talking to us about the, the, the that kind of hysteria of that, that mid-90s scene, then um, we have spoke to, um, there's other podcasts available that, that um, we also talk about that period of music as well. We've, we've, we've got a podcast of Elastica that's available on our back catalogue, um, the Blue Tones, um, maybe a little bit earlier than that, Mark Moore from S Express, yep. where we, we, we talk a lot about the kind of, of rave days and stuff like yep. that. Um, I'm trying to think it was Block Party more, more, more recently, recently yeah, yeah Block Party um, and we've also had on uh, Def a Guitar Pop as well yeah, which so, is a more contemporary uh, yeah. band so yeah plenty if you if you like your kind of sort of alternative music then there's there's loads of podcasts for you to get your teeth into but um, right about now um, please enjoy um, the one from Mr Johnny Dean um, discussing the always amazing David Bowie it's a drunken soiree in the within Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Need a number two. Yep. yep. Both um, of us. <laughs> number two is, oh, you all like this, it's Absolute Beginners. Yes, I will like this. Um, 1986, and that was just an EP from the soundtrack. Ironically, it went to number two. It did. It's one of his biggest days. Mm. Yeah, I think. And even when I, when in, I and spoke, even in the billboard, it did well. Yeah, well. yeah, it did. And although the film that it accompanied didn't. It crashed. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what film did it accompany? Absolute, Absolute Beginners. Was that what it was it's based on a book. Oh. Um, it will, I don't know who yeah, wrote the Colin book. Colin McKinn's. Yeah, and the, the film was Julian about, Temple, um, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's about early rock and roll culture, youth culture, right, kind okay. of thing, yeah. the birth of it's it. About, based around the, the, was it 50, was 50s. the race riots of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And they're going around on rockers yeah. on scooters, so it's kind of that period. It had a huge cast, like obviously Bowie um, yeah. and um, Patsy, Kens, Patsy Kens. It was kind of a real breakthrough film, right. really, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, I did actually write some other... Sade's in it. Um, 
Ed Tudor Pole, Stephen Burkoff, Ray Davis. Um, yeah. All right. Fucking bombed, mate. Didn't do too good. It's not that great. I mean, I, I watched it probably when it came out. Mm. The most memorable it's... bits in it are Bowie. Yeah. And, and maybe this song. Songs. Um, which it's... is, which is, I mean, in one word, it's gorgeous. Well, when I spoke to, to you on, on, online and said, like, you know, you said you're going to do top five Bowie. Mm. I said, like, well, I've got to be honest, like, my, my favourite is, because this would be my number one, and he's not generally looked upon as being one of the kind of cool Bowie songs. It's, it's criminally underrated. Yeah, and it's it really is. So it's not on an album, is it? No. Maybe that's something. I don't know, because the, the full version is just an EP. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm talking about the full version here, not the single edit. Yeah, yeah. It has to be the full, full yeah. version, which is, again, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, it, there's the parts in that. The, the arrangement of that song it's is so grand. It's, it's the, there's only there's, there's one thing I don't like about it, and that's why synth strings. Why didn't they get real strings? I, do you know what? Because of the grandness of the song real. and that that kind of Sinatra, mm. you'd imagine it would have been authentic strings, but yeah. then I guess. Um, who do you know who produced it? Um, yes, it's Clanger. Um, oh God, when, when, uh, Langer and Win Stanley is it? Was it Langer and Win Stanley? Is that the names? Clive Langer. Lang, I'm sure I've, it's Langer. I'm sure. Right. Can anyone look that up? I'm going to try now. Clive Langer, who produced Madness, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Okay. Um, I seem to think it is, but it's probably not. I haven't written that down. Maybe it was just kind of. And Rick Wakeman again. On piano, that's on right. Piano. That's and right. It's a great part. Yeah. Um, but the parts in that song are amazing. Yeah. The the, the uh, EP version, the way it opens up, it, yep. it's Carlos Alomar. Yeah. I mean, he collaborated with some motherfuckers, yeah. Bowie. He just had that. That was one of his talents. Yeah. To find the right people to work with. Yeah. And he did it every time, again and again. It's set when he did Tin Machine. Yeah. Um, which I don't want to talk about. Can I tell you a little story about Tim Machine? You can. So my mate JB... No, no, you can't. It's good. It's not your show. It's good. I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but it was produced by Win Stanley and Langer, by the way. So my mate JB went to London for a night out on the piss and decided they were wherever they were. Let's just go. And they were near the borderline, so I said, should we just go to borderline and oh. just have a beer, see what's going on? Walked in... About 30 people there, Tim Machine on stage. No. Really? That'd do, wouldn't it? I mean, Tim Machine aside, it's David Bowie. Yeah. You know. God, uh, that's where it got. I mean, if it wasn't, I think if the night this hadn't happened with all these people in bands like uh, Brett Anderson, mm. Damon Alban, uh, Noel Gallagher, and, and you know, people we really, that whole scene, we really looked up to Bowie. Yeah. He was a real massive influence. And I don't know if Bowie would have survived if we hadn't have been. Mm. I think people like Swade really, really helped him, brought him back, yeah. put him back on the cover of the NME. And he started making records again. That's a really good point, though. No? I think he could have yeah. just, because Tim Machine was, it was, he bombed. Yeah. And it's, it must have been one hell of a kick for him. Yeah. Because I think he really loved doing that. Yeah. Um, but people didn't like it. That's a really good point, mate. It was. It was. He, he, yeah. So and many and bands it, at that era would yeah. reference. And of course, it was the, before that Glass Spider tour, which yep. is really looked down upon. It's quite strange, but bizarrely enough, I was looking today um, at Absolute Beginners, and there's a performance on YouTube mm. on that on that tour. Oh, that's and a great BBC performance of that he did in two 
2000. Oh, man, he's got a long hair. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I think he's got real strings. Though. Yeah. And that is just out of this Where's world. Where's that bush hall somewhere? It's um, tiny, isn't it? I don't it? know. If, isn't it in the BBC? Is it in um, yeah, it might have been. Or it might be made of hell, yeah. It's just unbelievably good. I wish I yeah. could have seen that. Yeah, um, that, that was that was incredible. And he, I, no one would have expected him to do that song either. And it's no. spot on. Yeah, it, it, it really yeah, is. Yeah, the parts in that song, are, it's just weird. I mean, it's almost like the solo, the, the hook at the beginning. It's like Arabic. Yeah. And then it goes all really rock and roll. Yeah. Ba, 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 yeah. Um, and the saxon. There's like a million saxophones on yeah. there, which I love. I do love the saxophone. I know. Again, in the nineties, that would be a terrible thing to say. But it's I really weird. It. We, we've had this conversation <laughs> about saxophones. Everyone has this. And and I don't like saxophones. No. Right. But however, no. it depends. But I love madness. That's fucked up, dude. And, and, and Bowie. Bowie. Bowie has saxophone everywhere. Mm-hmm. He really does. What is the solo that it, it's never tear us apart by in excess, right? Okay. See, I think that's a great song, right? And it just gets to this middle eight, and this sax solo comes oh. in, and I'm just like, <laughs> that would be a f- perfect record if it didn't have that sax solo. In my Mine's opinion. The didn't sax. they have a sax player in, in band though? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, like, give him a like, day off. What am I gonna do? Like, <laughs> no, I want my not, bit. Not, not not my, I want my bit. Barry <laughs> <laughs> uh, would right. be disgusted by that, by the way, because it was his first instrument. It was, it was his actual thing. Yeah. His, his love. He loved the yeah. saxophone. When he he played sax on stage at the Freddie Mercury tribute yeah. gig, yeah, right. I think he played sax on stage with Mott the Hoople doing all the young dudes. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, I might be overplaying this sax thing, you know. I, I'm not a fan of Kenny well, you've G. Ne- you've, 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 I really love stuff m- like Roxy Music as well. So yeah. It's a little, yeah it's the, thing sa- the saxophone is very prevalent in glam Can you stop music. saying bands that I really like? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, glam, glam is one yeah. of key elements of mm. glam music. That's kind of sax, even if they're all playing together. And also 80s, the 80s. Careless new, Whisper. New Romantic. <laughs> it's Bandel Ballet even had their own sax. I think they're overrated. Yeah. Cut a long story short. I think you've I think thing. you've already talked to you, you've already realised that you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, right, I'll and retract of course, that. You know, it's the one of the first rock and roll instruments, the saxophone. Definitely. Yeah, it's still not recognised by the Royal College of Music as a proper instrument. You're not allowed really? to study it there to this day. So it's actually very rock and roll still. That makes me like it even more. Can you sit forward to the mic a little bit, Johnny? Sorry. Oh dear. Did you lose Very me rock then? and roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine, man. Like so, a, all right, before we get typical on to lead singer. <laughs> before we get always on wandering to the away from my... How do you know there's a lead singer at the door? Don't know. Uh, I've forgotten. <laughs> you have to edit that bit. So has he. That's, that's it. There you go. <laughs> so now you know he. it's me at the door because I've forgotten. Um, oh. I can't remember it. Oh, because he can never find the right key, and he always comes in, in the, at the wrong time. <laughs> Fucking hell, what a, what a massive wanker. <laughs> so, I'm shit at jokes. I, I spend so much time on stage when I do gigs telling jokes. I, I haven't learnt my lesson. <laughs> no one laughs. Learn to play the sax. They're like, Fucking play there. Daydreamer, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here for Daydreamer. So... So, so to fast forward a little bit, you, you, you'd kind of exploded, and she said she was on the cover of everything, and then I kind of 
I've got a weird story that, that t- ties in with you, which I haven't mentioned yet. Which oh, is no. Kind of done, no, you've done nothing, which is quite strange. It's what like, Stuart's what, done. How, how this, is, this kind of goes full circle. So you, you released the second album in Japan, right? Yeah. Okay. And I hadn't seen Chris, um, and I, I didn't, obviously didn't know yourselves, but for, and I hadn't seen kind of much of what you were doing because it wasn't on sort of top of the pops over here yeah. when you was doing that second album. Mm-hmm. Are we um, going to get to the country rock thing? Yeah. Why? Because that was where <laughs> I... No, s- why did we do it? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because I said to Chris... Well, well the, the story is, like, your last show was at Camden Palais, yeah? Yes, right. My band supported you. 1998. We supported you that oh, night. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, did you remember what I said at the end? No. Before uh, being brave. The supporting band sucked. <laughs> they were fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> that was no. the first night we'd ever got a rider, so oh. we was just at the back, probably drinking yours. We probably were, but at that point I wouldn't have known a fuck all about it. Seriously, well, I was... It was so weird, because Chris turned up like looking like Neil Young. <laughs> like In some kind of like wicker hat. Oh, it's and I was, so fucking right. And I remember just thinking, this, this is... This is very different. This this was basically when Simon joined the band. This was his this was his plan. He loved country rock. Right. He loved Crosby, Stills and Nash. He right. Loved, but who? Loved but, Neil but, Young. By now, but by now, Matt had joined. Matt had been fired. And uh, well, he was in Melrose. Yeah, which was another country rock. Band. Which was another country <laughs> rock band. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't make this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a bizarre move. It was a real left turn at the lights, and it made no sense to me. I'd given up by that point. Was you in the country rock? I'm, I've tried. I've really tried, but I cannot. I, I I can't. I can't relate to it. Yeah. I'm I'm not like a good old boy sitting mm. on the porch chugging on a whiskey jar. Yeah. I'm I'm grew up in my difficult years in, in South East Essex. I don't really know. A cowboy to me is someone who fucks up your kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, pavement. the guy that makes our little, um, uh, John, who makes our little um, uh, audio, audio videos, yeah. that's the line we want yeah. on it, mate. <laughs> yeah. there's, that, there's been some brilliant ones, John, yeah. you said today, actually. <laughs> um, no, really. I just, that just came out mm. as well. That's all right. You see, no, I'll never come up with these when I'm doing live stuff. We won't, we won't, we won't we'll use shit. your joke as the audio snippet. Oh. Don't worry, mate. Oh, I'll have to write it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just couldn't relate to it. And so I kind of, I, I was in the back seat. Did you think it was kind of on its way, it was finished? By oh, then? yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have, thinking back now, would have loved to have split up right after we hit top 10 with, with Being Brave. I right, think yeah. that would have been perfect for us just to go, right, now, f- bye, we're off. Yeah. And all for us to go you and know, do whatever yeah. we wanted to do. And it would have been a perfect opportunity for each of us to, do, to have done that. But for lots of reasons, it didn't happen. Um, right. we, we went down this really weird cocaine-fueled road. Um, yeah, it was bizarre. Country rock, but country rock is cocaine music. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Crosby, Stills and Nash are like one yeah, of the yeah, of cocaine bands. Yeah. Right. So it kind of went that way, and I mean, it was ridiculous. We spent so much money making an album, like ridiculous. On stuff. cocaine or on the album? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. I've never. I, I wouldn't want to see the figures. I really wouldn't. <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. It was. It was a horrible period yeah. of my life. That. Um, I just totally took a back seat. I didn't want to be involved too much with it. Um, I kind of, I knew it was over, um, but I was just going through the 
you know, the movements. And yeah. I felt like a bit, I don't know, I've had this really stupid loyalty to the others, which I, I think I should have just said, fuck this after being brave and yeah. just gone and done some fucking The thing is, you had that stuff, inertia. Which is what I love, you know. <clears throat> I, love, I love synth music yeah. and I should have maybe, have d to me now, that would have made much more, not, it would have made more sense yeah. for me to do that. Instead, I just went completely mental. And country. Yeah. <laughs> the cunt part. <laughs> um, but really, it, it was it was like a, it was like watching a huge nervous breakdown. Being in one, it was really weird. It was a bit everyone of an, went, an out of body experience. Like, you saw. I watch yourself crashing, and it was like that Goodfellas thing, you know, where he thinks everyone's following him. In oh, yeah, yeah, helicopters. The helicopters. The gimme shelter scene. He's just sweating yeah. all the time. You know, I, I, oh, I got heavily into conspiracy theories as well which you do when you take too many yeah. drugs that's um, a fucking it was bad just, place oh, to be it was, a, it was bad I mean we all were Simon ended up at one point before then Simon ended up in the Priory um, with nervous exhaustion <coughs> right <laughs> oh it's fucking terrible isn't it but um, yeah it was weird it was really surreal I mean I I, I look at it now and think, how the, that is one of the untold tales of Britpop that people should really... I mean, it would make an amazing film. Yeah. It really would, menswear. That, just that, fit from the beginning to... You wouldn't believe it was real. Yeah. You go, this is this has been written yeah. by John Niven. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a real story. This is this is some crazy Irving Welsh shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it happened. It's fucking nuts. That's all I can say about that. It was, <laughs> it was fucking weird. And, and yeah, that album, I can't listen to it. I yeah. don't listen to any of my stuff anyway. Yeah. There's a, my girlfriend bought me some on vinyl over there, but I, that's, I don't listen to it. I don't listen to any of it. Except do you look back? Do you look gigs, back? So I, do you I not listen to it? Do you not listen to it because you don't want to be reminded parts of it? Or is it just that you made it so you don't need to listen to it? Or? Um, it's just not me anymore. Yeah. As simple as yeah, that. Yeah. It's not what I am. Yep. And the second album wasn't me at all anyway. Mm. I'm just singing on it. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd rather have gone in another direction than, than that. Probably any other direction. Yeah. <laughs> Would have worked better than that. It was, I mean, it, became, it was a laughing stock yeah. as well, I think. It did look silly. That the one minute we're all walking around Camden in three three button suits doing the Lambeth walk and then the next minute fucking wearing Stetsons <laughs> <laughs> sitting sitting outside the mixer oh, wearing Stetsons man. and cowboys <laughs> who the fuck does that menswear who thought that was a good idea <laughs> <laughs> who wait, thought that was I mean I still wait, it's also menswear. Think, what what drugs did no one on did no one ever kind of go lads hey guys yeah they they very like I said, the accountants coming to meetings. The, the London Records refused to release it when we delivered that finished yeah. album to them. They went, "We're not releasing that." And we said, "You've got, a, you've got to, you've got a contract with us. You know, you're contractually obliged to release the record." And they said, "Well, I'll tell you what. This, you know, they like this has got no fucking hits on it, which is what they were going to say because it didn't, and that's what they were about." And, and 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 it's weird, you know. What are you doing? Um, and they just said, if you want to release this, we'll bury it. Right. Which they can do. They can yeah. just put it out, yeah. not promote it, sit on it, and yeah. you're fucked. Um, so it's kind of like that was kind of like a pushing us sort of towards the door. So we yeah. we split. We we parted company with them. 
They didn't drop us, but it's good as really. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> did they run they, around uh, to all these people we'd fucked off? Yeah. Like I mentioned, yeah, 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 yeah. With a fucking country rock record. <laughs> 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 please sign us. And they're oh. all like, "Yeah, all right, jog on, you fucking idiots." And oh, I, just, I just knew it. Just the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Before that. But. Did did the label? Did London Records? Did they signpost? Did they let you know, like when you were recording it? That, yeah, that they kept we're not sure that I was guys on, on this. Meetings with not, like the. With separate members of the band because it was very much I think Simon's baby, and so they would they would make these come up with these little s- sort of snidey meetings where they would kind of lure me and Chris away somewhere because we wrote quite like Daydreamer and stuff. Mm. Me and Chris, so they would take us away on our own and try and say, why don't you make more songs like Daydreamer? You know, try and let's not upset the fans too much. Yeah, but. Um, that didn't happen. Seriously, mm. arguing with Simon White, you might as well. I mean, he's a very good manager now. He might as well be fucking pissing in the wind. Yeah. He's a force of nature. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, that didn't happen. Uh, and I didn't want to anyway. I wanted. I kind of wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Take the stats enough. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right, so... <laughs> singing, we... before we do number one, so just coming forward, so from singing like on that second record where you wasn't that into it, more, more recently you've done awards where you've also sung... Um, so let's let's get on to that once yeah, we've yeah. finished. Uh, I think sorry, not when we finished, but after we've done number one, I think that's a, we can get up to speed on, on on what Johnny's doing. Okay, now. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Right, what's number one? It's an obvious one. The key guess. It's going to be life on Mars. It's life it? on Mars. Yeah. It's life on Mars. So the year of my birth, nineteen seventy-one. I'm very old. Um, this song is, I think, probably the most perfect rock song ever written um there's nothing that compares to it in this one little song i think bowie says look i am the best songwriter 
I might have ripped a lot of other songwriters off, but I do it much better than any of you. Mm -hmm. I really do think in that song he, he proves it. And you've got to remember, it's pretty early on in his career as well. And, and, and on the most accessible album, I think. Hunky Dory yeah. is the one people get into Bowie yeah. with, I think. Um, that song, I mean, it's more than just a song now. It's, a, it's, it's an a, institution. It's yeah. a thing of its own. It's, cult, it's like a cultural thing. It's everywhere. You, you see Bowie in that video in so many things mm, and programs yep. from American Gods, do you know what I mean? To, yep. to uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. That song, it's on TV everywhere. Yep. It's on, you know, Life on Mars, a TV yep. program. Yep. It's become a real thing. Bowie knew this. Like that, the Bowie is exhibition where he kept absolutely everything. Yeah. He, he somehow knew he was going to be a part of our, the fabric of our actual yeah. culture. Not just a rock star, but a fashion, someone who influences his fashion oh, and everything. Everything, yeah. everything absolutely everything. Yeah. Art, culture. Yeah. And this song for me is like the... the uh, the, 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 um, what's that thing on a ship? Sal? <laughs> a <laughs> little bit more. The, the right. song is like the, the, it's his, it's his, uh, oh, fucking hell, I don't know. It's his 4 nil. I don't know. It's his, it's just incredible. I, I, I cannot, I, like, there's no word yet. That's invented. It's an, it's yeah, an absolute masterpiece. Absolute From masterpiece. everything about it is absolutely perfect. The composition yeah. is mad. I think it's great. Do you know, you, do you know how it happened? No. This song. Because I, I actually wrote this down because I was going to forget this, and it's really interesting. Um, so when he before he really found out who he was, that he was Bowie, um, became Bowie, and I think he became Bowie on that album, on Hunky Dory. Um, in 1968, he was just doing anything he could to make money. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he was approached, but he he had he, he was given this French song um, called Comme d'habitude, um, and asked by the publishing company if they if he could uh, come up with the new lyrics and and, and melody for it, um, which he did, and he wrote a song called Even Even a Fool Learns to Love, um, which they was never released they were like no they did pick up another guy who wrote lyrics and, and a new melody over it called paul anchor and he wrote a song called my way yeah and that is that is so so years later a few years later bowie's sat there watching frank sinatra singing my way and thinks of this missed opportunity and it's rankling him so he goes right i'm going to take that opening chords of my way and i'm going to do this again and he wrote goes away sits at the piano and writes Right in one afternoon, writes Life on Mars. If you listen to the opening chords, it's yeah, so, so the end is near. And he he, um, he wrote Life on Mars, and it is fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's that's such a great. That's, I love that story about him, that he had that, you know, that ambition. He, yeah. Nothing was going to get him down, you know. Yeah. And and even better on the album of the sleeve, the album sleeve for that song, he I think he's he's got influenced by Frankie. Oh really? Oh, right. The Life in Mars. Pencil. Little nod to it. Yeah. Frankie Boy or something like that. Wow. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Lyrically, it's, it's just amazing as well. Yeah. The, the string arrangement, which is one of Mick Ronson's first yep. ever string arrangements. Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, what it is... I think that's Wakeman on the piano as well. Yeah, it is again. Mm. Yeah. It is an incredible, incredible song. 
the, and the lyrics always remind me a little bit of like um, I, I, I know he was a fan and maybe he was listening to me at the time but a bit Scott Walker definitely bit kitchen definitely. sink about some girl down on her luck mm. who goes to the cinema and watches these big stars on the big screen and wishes that's you know that she could have that kind of better yeah. life it's very Scott Walker in yeah. that way but then it's also a little bit decoupage cut yeah. and play yeah. surrealist it's just the best Bowie song ever I think um I think it will always be Life on Mars at number one. Okay. Good choice. Chris, um, Bowie, Bowie songs that you want to throw um, in there? It was, uh, mine was um, that match on yours would be Life to Mars and Ashes to Ashes. But then that was just, I, I'm not, I'd say I'm a casual fan of Bowie. I don't know all his records in and out. But those two have always stuck out to me. I'm surprised that Dance Magic Dance didn't uh, feature <laughs> at any point. Because um, probably that was probably my introduction to Bowie was probably Labyrinth. Um, yeah, but yeah, really? like yeah, probably oh, yeah. probably was probably was a lot of people, you know, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like um, sorry, I mean that I was like, what the heck the, was the that all about? And the then um, and then not and then I I I didn't really get into um, Bowie until I was probably twenty three, twenty four. I'd gone so mine was mine was hip hop and yeah. grunge and Brit pop and a lot of dance and rave and drum and bass way before I started digging into anything from 70s and that and then then eventually discovering things. I remember listening to Life on Mars and being like what the fuck is going on here because it it, it just it builds and the crescendos in that are just it, it probably is my favourite one yeah, that and Ashes to Ashes Ashes to Ashes just hot, always lurks in my mind as a theme I can always hear that song going it just sticks with you Life on Mars as I think it's the composition of it that blows me away See, um, I, so, yeah. I fucking love modern love I think modern gem. love is just mm. pop gem, yep. absolute pop gem, and like it's got a brilliant urgency about it. I just, yeah, it's it's again, it's very rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very looking back into the 50s. Shoot, you love the sax, man. I'm so wrong. Seriously, you secretly love the sax. I think I do. He likes the sax on my phone. Bizarrely, the first record I ever owned and or got bought. Was the laughing nun? Like a bilk. And, he didn't uh, play the sax, oh, did he? Strange one, sure. Was that the clarinet? It was what the oboe. Oboe. Yeah. All the fucking um, same, aren't they? <laughs> but um, but yeah, first record I was the laughing gnome, and so I, I'm probably going to get this massively wrong. But do, do you own the vinyl of that? The, the, the laughing gnome. No, no. So the B side of that is a track called "The Gospel According to David Jones," I think. Right. And. I think I'm going to probably sound I want to get slated by people listening to this because I've not heard it since probably I was 20 I think Blur Sing sounds exactly like it and I love Sing right. I think Sing's one of Blur's yeah it's Blur's. one of their best songs yeah and and I think it sounds like the B-side of it's the Laughing Gnome couldn't decide whether to be Baggy or Shoegaze exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so alright Johnny where are you, what, what's going on there? Um, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Johnny's been amazing. <laughs> so you, um, you, you, you've, you've been playing... Can I just say some songs I didn't? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Honourable mentions, man. They could, have, they could have made it right. Yeah. From Young Americans. Young Americans. vocally amazing. Yeah. The, the arrangements vocally on that are brilliant. Luther Vandross on that song. Co- did, he didn't co-write that one. He co-wrote... Uh, um, Fascination. Fascination, yeah. yeah. Uh, Black Star. Yeah. Um, Tremendous. Only Bowie could somehow turn his death into art. Yeah. Um, and doing it amazingly as yeah, well. And doing it in a way and that it wasn't really sort of gauche and 
you know. He just done just it how Bowie would do it. Yeah, yeah. really well. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. The, yeah. the video for Black Star's crazy. Yeah. The, even the it's dance like moves a, in it and that George is... George Orwarovsky film or whatever yeah. his name was. Very so good. Magic Mountain. What's that film? Guy made El Topo. I'm whispering. <laughs> I sound like whispering Bob. Has, has Bowie made good films? Well, um, Man Who Fell to Earth. What else was he? good. He's in. Um, have you ever seen um, Basquiat, the film about Basquiat? Yeah, he's no. He played Warhol, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. Look, Shit. Seen, um, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah but the life. theme tune to that no. by Richie Sakamoto is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And David Sillian of Japan. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, Very good. All right. So, um, Lady Grinning Soul. Yeah. Lady Grinning Soul had to be on there. I think Bowie once said that as his favourite Bowie song. So, that's nice. Heroes, mm-hmm. which yeah. no one's mentioned. Um, I, I love Heroes, but it's it's one that I think I've just heard too much. <laughs> Goes on a bit. tarnished yeah. as well. Goes right? on a bit, yeah. doesn't it? Um, yeah. I, it's like a drill, isn't it, that song? kind of drills into your head. Didn't, didn't, uh, who, did, who covered it? Ozzy, didn't he? Didn't Ozzy what? cover Heroes? Did he? No, yeah, Gallagher years did. Ago. It was an Oasis piece. Oh, right. I, I think I did that. Yeah, you're not missing out anything there. No. Um, I, I like Sound and Vision a lot. Um, I really like the synth that's, that's on Sound and Vision. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like that album though don't they Bowie mm-hmm. fans will always say they love Low mm. Low's Low I, I don't really dislike any of it um, Let's Dance yeah, it's Cracker see I've yeah, started playing five. that at the toothbrush recently mm-hmm. and it's it just it sounds so it sounds amazing anyway but mm. when you play that loud yeah. when that the production on that yeah, yeah it is it is banging it's like, good. Yeah. It's, it, it, it just is. sounds Fresh as a fucking daisy, yeah. uh, you know. Still, when it goes out, it's uh, yeah. It's it's, a, it's an amazing feel-good song. Yeah. That I'm any... afraid of Americans. Oh fucking hell! Why didn't I think <laughs> that? That, that, that? That'd be my five. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. Um, Bowie does his drum and bass period, basically. <laughs> drum and bass. Yeah. Well, he, he, he did with the. But Hello, of course space he was. Boy yeah. And... Of course he was into jazz. Yeah. So. Drum and bass is yeah. is pretty there much jazz music. So. Hello, space boy. With Action Boys, Major Tom comes back for his last That's performance right. in that song. Was the Pet Shop Boys involved in that? I think they were. It is Hello Space Boy, and then Neil Tennant was doing the little. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Neil Tennant. That's, well, I've got a lot of time for Neil Tennant. Okay, so you know, my new stuff sounds a bit like Pet Shop Boys. What your stuff? New stuff that I've been doing, yeah. Amazing. It's quite similar. Some people compared one of the songs to the Pet Shop Boys. That's a good thing. That's not bad. What are you on about, Siri? Pet Siri's Shop Boys. Stuck in. Uh... Shut up, Siri. She was <laughs> interjecting, Siri, didn't she? <laughs> oh, I could do, I'd love to do a top five. Makes me Pet come Shop over Boys. all Elf Garnet. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Siri. So, you're making music which is more synth-based now? Yeah, I spent 16 years being scared of doing very much at all. Um, and then sort of did a really funny, f- probably foolish thing by um, doing a benefit gig for the Royal, for the National Autistic Society. What's um, foolish about that? I decided I was going to do all Bowie songs. Okay. Uh, and I had two months to get it all together. Okay. And learn about 20 Bowie songs. That, that sounds that, a little bit like, like you, you know, know Johnny. It was really, really <laughs> difficult thing to do and then just go and do it. Yeah. People couldn't believe I was doing it because there's such a small amount of time and um, singing Bowie songs is, is 
people under he's an underrated singer. People don't realise how incredibly good yeah. he is mm. and how hard it is to sing his songs. Yeah, and it really is. I found out the hard way, but I'd kind of already kind of said I was going to do Pot it. Committed, and I hadn't done any gigs for fifteen or so years. Um, I'm always doing this. I was going to say, this. all you're doing is menswear. But it's it's menswear, like, it's but like menswear in a, in, in a different kind of yeah. approach. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I've got loads yeah, of songs. Sure, yeah, no, I can, I can knock that out. When do you want it? Next week? Sorted. No worries. It was, it was, um, it was ambitious. Yeah. And, and it, but it was nice. It was really shambolic, you know, but it was nice. It worked. It raised a lot of money for the, for the National Autistic Society and I enjoyed myself and I hadn't enjoyed myself for such a long time even when I'd been in the band, that it was just remarkable to me that I was actually enjoying it because I spent a lot of the last few, last period of menswear being just so depressed about it and hating yeah, it. Yeah. And it just made me remember why I did it in the first place. It was just fun. Yeah. And it kind of got me back into wanting to make stuff and I just started twiddling about. I already had a, the beginnings of a studio, which I was putting together. It's all digital. Yep. Um, that's still... A work in progress, but can people hear any of this anyway? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the, I'm gonna split it into two things because I tend to make two different types of music very weird stuff that isn't, you know, is a bit bananas, and other stuff that's a bit more poppy. But it's all kind of uh, digital, it's all a bit synths, and um, it's there's hardly, I don't think there's actually any live instruments in anything I've done so far. Okay, um, it's all programmed. I'm playing everything, every single thing on them everything mixing it everything other than the mastering it's just because i have to do it i had all these things in my head that just were building up for years and years and years that i was just running away from and i just thought fuck i'm gonna sit down and just start letting it all out um all these things melodies and things that were going through my head and it was like a fuck explosion so i called it fuck explosion cool literally called this just fuck explosion yeah but i'm going to split it in two like i said oh um and and do another thing which will be a bit more poppy but i, I put out a little digital ep um this year um uh, four songs on it um not many people listen to it but that's not really the point no. that's not why i'm doing it um i think people liked it have i've had good feedback from people um, there's no, really, there's not, really there's not a pressure either no, this time no, around. You can do it and, and develop it. It's just it's fun. Yeah, it's all about having fun and also learning. Still, I'm still learning an awful lot. What sort of synthesizers and that are you using? I mean, this is going to go over my head. Look upstairs in a bit if you want. Check them out. Take it's a, a lot picture. of soft synths. Okay. I use a program called Reason, yeah, which is used by a lot of hip hop artists. Mm. Um, because I find it really easy to translate stuff onto it really quickly. It's almost immediate. There's no okay. pissing about. Mm -hmm. You can get a song going really quickly. It's almost immediate. It's, you know, it's not quite like Garage Band where you can just press a button and it does the whole song. You have to do a bit more than that. But I really like it. And the, the menswear stuff. You done some shows last year. Is yeah. that all put to bed now? Controversially, I think it caused a few problems and noses were put out of joint but you know i didn't want to i wanted to have fun and i didn't want there to be any bullshit yeah and there was bullshit in the end because there always is with bands it's just what bands are like but i just basically just me with some other people doing the menswear songs did you enjoy it yeah i did really enjoyed it can do it again but no that's it i can't i'm too old 
it's a young man's game all that <laughs> flouncing about like, yeah. I mean for those songs it's just really weird it, when it I was, was doing it was it, never too old for David Bowie no <laughs> but his songs are, it's that kind of music we're yeah. doing it just yeah, seems yeah, 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 it just I'm not that person anymore yeah, yeah. Um, it just you know uh, Daydream is like an angi- a tantrum it's yeah. tantrum mm. the way it sounds well give it so 20 years tantrum. and then get your stats in out and do the, yeah. do the second <laughs> album <Yeah. laughs> take loads of cocaine that's it sit on a rocking chair Get your guitar out. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but it's all about fun now. I think that's what I want. That's 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 the thing. It's just about me doing it, you know. Because that's the thing. If if you make stuff, you can't just stop making stuff. It's really difficult. It's not, it's not good for you. And yeah, for me, it's really bad if I don't. Yeah. I get I get depressed and I get ill. I just really enjoy having a fiddle. That sounded really wrong. Having <laughs> a fiddle. <laughs> well, look, um, thanks so much for inviting us into your home um, on yeah, a Sunday evening. Fuck off now. And, uh, and letting us do this. It's been, yeah. it's been really nice having a chat. It's very nice um, to hear the, hear, hit, be here in the Essex again. Bow, yeah. Bowie's been um, requested a lot by our listeners. Ah. So it'll be good. I'm sure there's a lot of people oh, out there they're looking. All so be fucking slating me. No. Oh. Well, as usual, we'll ask people to uh, tell us what they think um, their top fives are. And yep. uh, have you got a Twitter handle or anything like that, Johnny? I, if you want to be do, involved in the conversation, I don't tweet very much. Oh, that's cool, man. Look, we'll, we'll link you into it. Mr. Johnny Dean. Mr. Johnny Dean. When we put it out, we'll, we'll tag Johnny in yeah, it. And, yeah. and by all means. And there's um, fuck explosion as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll take them both in and, uh, yeah, let, let Johnny know your, your top five Bowie songs. And, uh, and I'll say no. And he'll, and he'll argue <laughs> That is incorrect. Yes. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. And go and listen to Absolute Beginners if you've never heard it, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, it'll change your life. The full version. Obviously. Yeah. Johnny, thank you. Yeah, so thanks again, it's mate. Really kind You're of welcome. You. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for listening I thought that was really good Chris it was an absolute um, corker that one uh, well we say that a lot I just think we're so lucky to get to interview and have these chats with people who've got crazy stories and I must say Johnny's one if you if you've listened to our other podcasts with all the other musicians yeah Johnny's int- entrance to the music scene is completely different yeah and it's He's very funny. And like I'm, you've said, that know, is a I'm, movie I'm, waiting to happen. When we had Elastica on and, and, and they spoke about how sort of incestuous the whole kind of Camden scene was mm. where everyone knew everyone, etc. But their approach to how they got where they got was far more still that traditional way of we got a band, we rehearsed, you know, we, we got a demo, we, we, you know, we put it out there. Them boys never done that, did no, they? It totally was just blagged it. absolute killer blag. But gotta love that. But then backed it up with some yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Right. Put so, the pressure on, and then uh, you know took the talk occasion, and walk the walk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, we will put a Spotify playlist out. Um, we do often say that, and then we sometimes forget. But I it know. should be there. I know. But this this one, how can we not do that? You mm. know, who wants? Who doesn't want to go and listen to David yeah, yeah. Bowie? Um, so we will put a Bowie playlist up, and um, we'll sprinkle some um, some other songs that we've mentioned in there, and obviously some stuff that that, that Johnny's done over the years as well. So um, thanks ever so much for listening. Please go and subscribe and in the next few weeks we've got podcasts from the likes of um body positive model jess man talking top five dinosaurs we've got um golf legend um beef johnson beef. With, beef. with his friends drinking copious amounts um discussing his favorite beers 
Um, and yeah, loads more. The Essex Live show that we've done with lots of our previous guests all coming on stage. Um, that'll be coming out soon. So yeah, and we've got a load of nice guests lined up as well. So stay tuned, folks, and subscribe. Bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.